Yo, what's up? I'm Jay, and you're listening to The Gridiron. Another week of football equals another week of The Gridiron. You already know how we're going to start the show. Who that nation versus the Tennessee black and whites. Yeah, that's right. I said the black and whites. If you're wondering why I said that, then wonder no more, because I'm about to tell you. For whatever reason... The Saints always end up with these dumbass referees that make game-changing and game-altering plays that end up costing my team. All to say at the end, in the press conference, that they blew the call. Now, that's not going to change the score. That's not going to change the fact that we lost the game. Um... But something got to start being done about this stuff. Because, you know what I'm saying? And, and I hate to go down this road because, like I said, it always seems to happen to the Saints. You go back to uh, 2018 and the, the no call, the, the one the, the one time they should have threw the flag, they ain't threw a flag and it cost us the game. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear. We could have, yeah, we'll do. I'm talking about right then and now. A flag was supposed to be thrown, it wasn't. Therefore, it was a game-altering play, just like it was yesterday. And I'm going to be real. I sat back and I watched a lot of the games yesterday, and there were a few a few times where I watched and it was like, man, this, these referees be tripping. You see what it is? I feel as though the referees take them little three to five minutes of fame and they, they, they try to make it about the black and white show. Nobody don't see the black and white show. You know what I'm saying? People going to see the people that's that's, I ain't gonna lie, some of the referees athletes, but people want to see the real athletes. That's what people pay their money. People do not pay their money to see the referees throwing flags. And I, and that's what it becomes a game of, uh, or they, they, they throw the flag Unnecessarily, I feel I feel as though the league needs to seriously take a look at how these referees are refereeing refereeing these games, like really altering game altering calls or nine calls, and really take a look at it like the NBA did as far as with the fouls, because at this point, like it becomes a it becomes a. New Orleans Saints versus the Tennessee Black and Whites. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and basically, if you're wondering what I'm referring to, you know what I'm saying? There was a play in the game, basically, where there was a few plays in the game. Well, the, the play that I'm referring to right here, there was a play in the game, basically. Ryan Tannehill, the Tennessee Titans quarterback, under pressure, panicked and threw a pass that ended up dead into our buddy Marcus Williams outstretched hands who, who who basically intercepted the ball for the Saints in the end zone that would have took points off the board immediately for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill was 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 put wasn't even I wouldn't even say pushed, maybe just tapped. Uh and they threw a, a rough in the penalty, a rough in the passing penalty, a, fli- a, 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 a a ghost one that nobody saw, not even the commentators. 
to the point Sean Payton even had to call a timeout just to ask him about that. And I, I would love to know like what his explanation would have been, would have been to Sean Payton about that. Um, and I, I know Sean Payton can't say it, but these referees, these referee, if they can't find me, these referees cost the Saints the damn game yesterday. And I'm just calling. I'm just saying it what it is. We and, and if y'all want to know about that, as far as with the Saints. That's what that's what why the Saints lost yesterday. So the, that part of the segment is over with, just because the referees the referees won the game. So the Saints lost to the Tennessee referees yesterday. So in other news, no, all jokes aside, uh, I watched some games and like I said, the referees did make some game altering calls or nine calls should i say you know what i'm saying that changed the outcome of games and stuff man and that just ain't that's just not cool as it was with the saints and it just feel i just feel as though for whatever reason i'm sure other organizations and fan bases may feel the same but for whatever reason i i just i just feel like they don't feel the same as though the who that nation can say you know what i'm saying because these people are always costing us in like severe situations to feel like we already down our starting quarterback. We down the starting wide receiver. We down the starting left tackle. We down the starting left guard. A starting running back. Um, uh, a starting kicker. Um, and, and and everything else on the team. We don't need anything else taken from us unnecessarily that we didn't take from ourselves. You feel what I'm saying? And, and that's basically what the referee did. Uh, Matter of fact, to speak on that, they threw multiple penalties on the Saints inside that red zone that gave that gave the Titans multiple shots at this, at getting inside the end zone. Uh, and I just feel like it, it just it's just not fair the way that the way that transpired. Um, I feel as though me personally, I have a solution for everybody. How about we just get rid of the down refs? You feel me? I almost feel as though the game will be played just as good or better without the ref. We just keep the the history play um, and the people that's in Jersey or, or Los Angeles per se um, to replay certain things that we there's a dispute on, um, and we just play football, man. You feel me? Instead of having the black and white festival and seeing who can throw the the, the yellow flag the furthest, I feel like I feel as though. They should make a separate sport for just that right there, and see who can throw the most flags and throw it the further, whatever it is they do. Um, <laughs> now that I didn't got the rent across, let's talk about the actual game that was played. Um, let's talk about the, the stats first. First of all, team stats: the Saints had 373 total yards to 287 passing yards. 86 rushing yards, 6.1 yards per play, 22 first down, 5 or 12 on third down, 61 total plays, full sacks allowed. Now, let me stop right there. On those full sacks right there, I got to put that on. Well, three of them I have to put on Trevor Simeon. I'm not sure on on one of them. I, I I don't, I'm not sure on all four of them should I say, but I know for a fact three of them, his ass could have got rid of the ball. Two of them was backbreakers. And I must say, well, this is when I have to take I have to take my fan, I got my rain across. Now I have to take my fan my fan head out off 
and um, put on my analytic hat, should I say. Um, Trevor Simeon got to get rid of the damn ball. He has to be. He has to has more. He has to have more pocket awareness. Um, he did a great job in the in the in a situation at the end of the second half. I mean, at the end of the second quarter, to get the Saints in position to be able to score, all to do what you could not do: take a sack. I mean, you could have literally did anything else. You could have ran the ball. You could have threw the ball. Hell, you could have threw the ball and let somebody get tackled inbounds. You could have you could have did anything. All right. So he did the worst thing you couldn't do: take a sack. You know the worst thing you can do on top after like taking a sack is take another sack. And that's exactly what the hell this dude did. You throw the damn ball away, man. That's all you got to do is just throw the ball away. You feel me? You have to have more pocket awareness than that, man. Um, I'm gonna give him some credit because the dude haven't been haven't played a game, and God knows when. Definitely haven't started a game, and God knows when. Um, yeah, I know he had the, the two starts or whatever, but other than that, it's been a while. But but I'm gonna keep it real. Other than that, Trevor Simeon, we gonna get to his numbers, his personal stats in a minute. But I'm gonna keep it real. He, other than that, I don't have too many complaints with Trevor Simeon. Um, rushing yards, the Saints had 86. Oh, my bad. I went back up. Uh, yeah, punts. We had five punts. Nine penalties for 65 yards. Man, we got to clean that up, man. We I don't know where all of these penalties... But I'm going to keep it real. Some of the penalties we did, some of the penalties we did, but like I said, the one big penalty, at the very least, I wouldn't even be mad if we had eight penalties for, for 50 yards right now. And if you're wondering what I'm calculating, that's the one penalty where, where the dude threw the, the penalty... Well, we got the interception in the end zone and he took it back. Um, we had one fumble loss. DeAndre Harris, Deontay Harris fumbled the ball. Um, no interceptions. Time of possession, 28 minutes and 33 seconds. Now we're going to look at the Tennessee Titans. We had 264 total yards, 198 passing yards, 66 rushing yards, 4.6 yards per play, 17 first downs, 3 of 12 on first down, on third down, I'm sorry, 58 total yards, 2 sacks allows, two, 5 points, 8 penalties for 49 yards, and time of possession, 31 minutes and 27 seconds. Didn't have no interceptions thrown, which is wrong, that dude should have won. Uh, overall, if you look at the numbers, man, the Saints basically outplayed him. Uh, I don't know how they add adding these passing yards up because I could have sworn Ryan Tannehill had more passing yards than that. But either way it go, um, we definitely outplayed we definitely outplayed them on the ball. Speaking of Ryan Tannehill, they saying Ryan Tannehill with 19 and 27 for 213 yards and a touchdown. Deion Foreman went 11 to 30. Adrian Peterson went 8 of 21. Mick Nichols went four for seven. Brown went one for seven. Ryan Tannehill went five or one and a touchdown. Equal equals. None of them are King Henry or Derrick Henry. They couldn't run the damn ball. Next. Uh, Johnson had five catches for 100 yards. Foreman had two for 48. Swam had four for 26. 
Brown had one for 16. Basically, we shut them down. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to read the same stats, and I'm going to get into that, man. Um, Trevor Simeon went 19-34 for 298 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Taysom Hill went 2-2, 11 yards. Mark Ingram went 14 for 47 yards in the touchdowns. Shout out Mark Ingram. Um, became the lead in Russia for the Saints. Broke Deuce McAllister's record. Mid-game, the classy guy that he is, he stood up and acknowledged him. Um, what a what a great guy to to, uh, to have as an ambassador for the Saints. Um, shout out to Mark Ingram. You know what I'm saying? I hate it when he left the Saints the first time around. It, it sucks. Pointing back to the referees that that screwed us. I thought Mark Ingram was going to break break the record then. He was going to break the record and be a Super Bowl champion in the same year. And, you know, that was going to be a sweet, you know what I'm saying? That was going to be a little sweet ending or whatever. That didn't happen. He ended up going going to the Ravens. Uh, I hated to see him go. Always hoped that he, you know what I'm saying, make his way back around to the Saints. He did. And there's the record. Um, Taysom Hill went three for uh, with 23 yards. Washington had two carries for eight yards, and Harris ran the ball one time for six yards. Receiving Harris led the team three catches for 84 yards. Mark Ingram had four catches for 61 yards. Traquan Smith had four catches for 44 yards and a touchdown. Mark Callis Callaway had two catches for two, 230. I'm about to say 237. I'm, I'm speaking it into existence. Two catches for 37 yards and a touchdown. Jawan Johnson had two for 36. Adam Troutman trying to redeem himself with five catches for 32 yards. Taysom Hill had one catch for 15 yards. So there you have it. But like I said, pretty much it, what you just heard, basically the Saints outplayed them, man. The Saints outplayed them. Now, like I said, I got to – this is my knocks towards the Saints because – like I said, I did. I had my little rant, my little fan rant, but now I gotta put on my analytical and my ex-player and and my knowledge towards the game and look at the opportunities that the Saints did have. There was a few, there was a few key moments in my mind that changed the outcome in this game. Besides the besides the referees fucking over the Saints as they usually do. Um, first of all. The two sacks by Trevor Simeon before halftime. He take two sacks back to back that get up out of field goal. Now, that would have been iffy as is, you know what I'm saying? Because the dude, first of all, had the kicker, had the kicker, not miss the two field goals in the first place. Boom, at the very least, it's a tie game. You feel me? At the very least, if the kicker don't miss the two field goals, at the very minimum, it's a... Anyway, so, boom, there's that. The kicker missing the field goal. But you got to get a man a chance. Trevor Simeon taking two sacks at before... First of all, the dude did a phenomenal job to get the ball down the field. He did all of that just to take two sacks, get us out of field goal range, and go into halftime with no points. What a disaster. Um, so that was that. That took three points off the board. So at this point, let's add it up. 
So the, the field goal dude missing two kicks and basically Trevor Simeon taking three points off the board. That's five. So that's 26 to 23 at this point. Okay. Let's continue on. <clears throat> Sean Payton. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, first of all, in Sean we trust as far as with the Saints. In Sean we trust who that nation. But sometimes Sean Payton, I could slap the hell out of him. I don't know why. Dude, I'm I'm keeping it real. When we on the one inch line, just get a damn ball to Mark Ingram. Taysom Hill or somebody and tell them to just get me one inch. I don't need to see that we can play action, trick pass, and fool everybody and try to throw the ball. Just ram the ball and get us one inch. You feel me? That's it. That's all we need to see. Guess what? If we don't do it, if we don't get it the first time, damn it, do it again. You know what I'm saying? Hurry up, get up, get up, get the ball, and do it again. Guess what? We should get that shit. Now, if we don't, you know what I'm saying? That's another issue. You know what I'm saying? As far as which offensive linemen and all of that. But at the same time, one inch? Nah, I, 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 I'm, I'm straight. First of all, I feel like you can pull, you gonna get that one inch. But if you don't, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can live with that. I can live with that. At the end of the game, man. At the end of the game, Sean Payton. I don't know why he done that, but instead of instead of first of all, instead of taking that field goal he took that made it what the Saints had, I think it was 15. Just say if we get that touchdown instead of that field goal, that gives us four more points. That gives us at least three more points because I don't even know. I don't even know how that dude made. I, I he been doing good up to now, but for yesterday, I don't know what the hell was going on. But I know one thing for sure: if we scored the touchdown. We would at least had three more points. So let's add that in there. So at this point, that will make it what? Twenty nine. Yes, that will make it twenty nine up to my calculation. So now, up to this point, it's 29. Now, all of this is could have, could have, would have, should have. But I'm just saying, why, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at what the hell happened. We had chances. So, that make it 29 and 23. Um, Deontay Harris had his ass not fumbled the ball. You know what I'm saying? That would have never gave him another possession where, basically, that gave him points. So, let's let's say, so we got 29. So, we let's actually take a touchdown off the board from them. That gives them 16. You feel me? Had the referees not, had the referees not did what they done, let's take another touchdown off that. That would actually get them nine. So, that's a big swing. I'm just saying, but I'm just showing you, anyway, you know what I'm saying, that could have been a 20-point win. But anyway, looking at it, that's what, that's what, that's, that's how we lost that game right there, man. To be completely real with you, the referees messed over us. We compounded that with with not taking advantage of the opportunities we had. Trevor Simeon got to have better pocket awareness, and uh, <laughs> referees screwed us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do take solace in this and knowing and knowing this. Who that nation? You know what I'm saying? Uh, second consecutive game that we've lost by two points. Um, I still believe this team is a playoff team. I really do. I really do. Next game, 
is going to be against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Man, my mouth dry, man. I'm sorry, y'all. The Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm not going to... I hate to say so early in the season that anything is must win, but I feel as though for the Saints, it is a must win. You feel me? To keep, to keep our spirits up, you know what I'm saying, for one, and not to get in... I don't want to become. I don't want to become like people used to just losing. I know our situation is rough right now. We are several key players, but we we didn't build. We got a culture over here where we used to win it. No matter who in there, I know everybody' motto is "next man up." But for the Saints, it's literally "next man up." Let's go. Let's go do the job, and, and they expect you to execute. Um, with that being said, we've been so close these last two weeks. Um, I feel I feel as though we gotta bring the bacon home this week. You feel me? We gotta bring it home. We play the Eagles. We going to the Eagles. You feel me? Coming coming up up against a, a hot Eagles team that just dusted the Broncos. The same Broncos that just dusted them filthy, dirty, dirty Cowboys. But that just goes to show you, any given Sunday. Any team can beat any team. I don't care. Give a damn about the record. Don't care nothing about the record. Any given Sunday, any of these teams can defeat any one of them. I'm telling you. Um, But with that being said, I hate to say that this game is a must-win so early in the season. You know what I'm saying? It's really not early, but it's mid-season. I hate to say that. But it feels like it is, man. We got to bring it home. Um, The Eagles just dusted the Broncos 30-13. Let's take a look at what went down in that game. Jalen Hurts led the Eagles 16 to 23 for 178 yards and two touchdowns and interception. Howard, the running back, had 12 carries for 83 yards. Scott, a form Boston Scott, a former Saints player, had 11 carries, 81 yards. Jalen Hurts came in that thing and had 14 carries for 53 yards. So, first of all, they style of play. Just judging, just judging and seeing how they play. Their style of play is going to clash with the Saints' style of defensive play. You know what I'm saying? Off the rip, you're looking at it. Let me see, 23-17. All right, we'll get to that in a second. Their style of play is going to clash with how the Saints play. Somebody, something's going to have to give. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at it with the Broncos. Teddy Britt, old Teddy B, former Saints player, went 22 or 36, 226 yards. Um, Williams had eight of forty-eight. Melvin Gordon, Gordon went nine of forty-five. You know what I'm saying? Let's look at the true stats. Total yards: the Eagles had three eighty-six to the Broncos three hundred eight. Passing yards: the Eagles had one seventy-two to the Broncos two twelve. Rushing yards: the Eagles had two fourteen to the Broncos ninety-six. Basically, the Broncos, I mean, the Eagles had 22 first downs, and the Broncos had 17. Third down, the Eagles went 6 of 13 to the Broncos, 1 of 11. The Broncos had a fumble loss, and the Eagles threw one interception. The Eagles' time of possession was 35 minutes to the, the Broncos, 25, so boom. But yeah, that style, that style of play is going to clash. With the def- the Saints defensive side of play, they definitely I feel safe in saying that for sure the Eagles are not going to run for 214 damn yards on the Saints. Now, 
you already know that's the game plan. That's how the Eagles play. If you recall back to um, the Broncos, I mean, not the Broncos, the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? They tried to run on them. You know what I'm saying? And they, they was fairly decent in, in running the ball against the Bucks. So, um, Sean Payton, Dennis Allen, Demario Davis, Jalen Hurts was their leading rusher with 14 carries. You know what I'm saying? Look like outside of that, Howard going to be like the power back and Boston Scott going to be like the third down back. You know what I'm saying? They leading receiver is going to be, of course, Devontae Smith. So, you know what I'm saying? Boom. Just looking, taking a look at that. Um, let's actually keep on moving around and talk about a few more things around the league. Y'all, check this out. The Green Bay Packers are to sell $90 million worth of stock in NFL team. NFL team stock only offer six times to the public. From what I'm reading, it's going to be $300 a share. Um, if you want to find anything else about about that, $300 a share. Um, the offering, well, first of all, let me say this. The offering of 300,000 shares will begin at 9 a.m. Eastern Time Tuesday with a price of 300 per share. You know what I'm saying? If you want to find out about it, I want to say purchasers must live inside the U.S. The Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, or Guam, and you cannot buy more than 200 shares. Stock purchased by a person in 1997 and 98, 2011 and 2012. All of that counts. So if you want to know about any more about that, go to www. I don't know how many W's I just said. 3wpackers.com. You feel me? Um, yeah, y'all go check that out. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back in just a second. Yo, welcome back. Monday Night Football, the Rams versus the 49ers, who y'all got? Y'all probably say that the Rams probably about to dust the 49ers, huh? I would too, I ain't gonna lie. Being that they got everything that they got, update, Odell Beckham decided to go to the Rams. I don't know if I said that last time, I don't think. But Odell decided to go to the Rams, you know? Odell, at this point, I, I mean, I can't be mad on him. You know what I'm saying? I could be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? But same time, I can't be mad. At this point in his career, the man, obviously, he's trying to chase and get a ring. Um, best of luck to them. Um, tonight, I do believe that the Rams are going to pull it off. Though, would I be surprised if the 49 or some type of way upset them? No, I wouldn't. Um... Chiefs, 41-14 Raiders. They smacked them down. Eagles beat the Broncos 30-13. The Packers beat the Seahawks 17-0. The Vikings beat the Chargers 27-20. The Panthers beat the Cardinals 34-10, even though Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins wasn't in that thing. 
the Cowboys beat the Dirty Birds. That's that's bittersweet because I really don't like the Falcons, but you know I can't stand the Cowboys. My dear friend Dallas called me or texted me early this morning to let me know. He was ready to talk, boy. I'ma get I gotta get this man on this show. But anyway, they beat the Cowboys 43 to 3. I mean, they beat the Falcons 43 to 3. Um, the Patriots beat the Browns 45 to 7. Listen to this. The Washington football team beat the Buccaneers 29 to 19. The Colts beat the Jaguars 23 to 7. The Lions and the Steelers tied. The Bills beat the Jets 45 to 17. The Saints basically lost to the Tennessee referees and the Titans 21 to 23. The Dolphins beat the Ravens 22 to 10. I told y'all, any given Sunday or Thursday or Monday, these teams can lose. As you can see, with the Washington football team beating the hell out of the Buccaneers, the Patriots smacking down the Browns again, 45-7. The Cowboys beating the Falcons, 43-3. The Falcons had just beat the hell out of the, uh, beat the hell out of us last week. You know what I'm saying? Well, they ain't beat the hell out of us. They barely escaped out of that, but I ain't gonna lie. Alvin Kamara hurt, so they beat that man up. Um, the Panthers beat the hell out of the Cardinals, 34 to 10. The Vikings smacked up the Chargers, 27. So any given any given Sunday or Thursday or Monday, these teams can lose, man. You feel me? It can happen to you. Uh, let's take a look at some injuries that have taken place. <sighs> T.J. Watt, they're saying he avoided major injury, but he did injure, end up injuring his um, hip and knee, and he's going to be ending up missing some time. So hopefully he can shape back with that. You know, Aaron Jones ended up going down early. They saying he potentially suffers a serious knee injury. Cordell Patterson could miss time with a sprain. Um, a lot of these dudes, running Lions, uh, running back Jamar Jefferson, he gonna be out with a grade one. What the hell? A high ankle sprain, a grade one. Baker Macefield was injured. Um, they said the, the, the x-rays came back negative, so he'll be back next week. Cordell Patterson suffered what appeared to be a high ankle sprain. Uh, we'll find out about that. T.D. Lamb seemed to injure his arm. We don't know what's going on about that. We'll find out. Ty Montgomery suffered a gruesome finger injury in the first car to base that man's hand was pumped like he broke his his hand, like, literally got broke. Well, his finger literally got broke. Um, Ricky Sills Jr. suffered what looked like a hip flexor. You know what I'm saying? Colt McCoy ended up suffering a pectoral injury. Um, but Kyler Murray coming back next week. Aaron Jones ended up, they believe he suffered an MCL sprain, which could hold him out a few weeks. 
Um, dang, they said Jones has a rich history with MCL sprains in both knees. They said they expect him to be back after week 13 and bye, though. Um, Dallas Godert ended up suffering a concussion. And Raiders fullback Alec Gold suffered a serious knee injury in the second quarter and possibly damages MCL. They running back Jalen Richard also suffered a rib injury. Expect them to miss some time. So everybody that played fantasy football, y'all should have been listening to this. Or anybody that bet on games, I just gave y'all the big ups. Speaking of big ups, you know what I'm saying? I know I was about to big up them, but they ain't one of my sponsors. <laughs> no, nah, but I want some money this week, you know what I'm saying? I was going to put y'all on game. But I don't know if that's legal to do that right now. So, we'll get back to that. Um, in the meanwhile, in other news, I wanted to talk about college football for a second. Just a quick second. You know we're going to be looking for a new coach. Um, who would y'all recommend if y'all could get anybody to come coach the LSU football team? Who would it be and why? I ain't going to lie. I got I got a pick. You know what I'm saying? I know everybody probably won't but it'll probably surprise a lot of people who I'm about to say. But I actually, deep down somewhere, I actually feel like we'll be back in it really soon. And that person would be Joe Brady. I would go get slap, go get Joe Brady right now. And we, be, I feel like we'd be back in it. I feel like he'd be similar to uh, what the little Lincoln Riley. I feel like he'd be a, a similar Lincoln Riley. Um, of course, he had to go institute, you know what I'm saying, fixing and getting getting the defense back up to playing LSU-style defense and all of that. But as far as the offense, I have no problem. I Man, I feel like we can get some of the best recruits in the, in the, in the world, let alone Louisiana, you know what I'm saying, especially on the offensive side. Um, it just boils down to, you know what I'm saying, being adjust, adjusting to being a head coach and not just the offense coordinator. But I feel in the, in the college ranks and all of that, he do quite well. Um, so my pick would be, my first pick would be Joe Brady. If we can't get Joe Brady for whatever reason, but he'd be crazy not to, I mean, even though his dream job isn't in the NFL, eventually, I guess he become a, a head coach. But I feel that, though, if we offered him enough money to come over there right now at the end of the season. I, I don't... Maybe he stayed. I don't know. But hopefully he can play coach the Tigers again. Number two, if we couldn't get Joe Brady, I would have to say Urban Meyer. Even though this man is a... He's been lying. <laughs> Apparently, he got a lot going on off the field. I would just say I would bring him to be a, a college coach again for whatever reason because it worked all of those years. Last seen at a college program, um, Ohio State, Florida. You know what I'm saying? They was always in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, he left Ohio State in good shape. 
left Florida in pretty good shape. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. But uh, I would like to see Urban Meyer as a number two pick. I wouldn't mind seeing him as a number two pick. Number three, uh, I forget the little guy. A lot of people been saying his name and stuff. Uh, I forget the name. It's crazy. I'm going to say the dude we need to be be the uh, <laughs> be the coach and I can't even remember the bad day but nah um, I was checking him out and I was checking his resume out the other day and he was actually a pretty good coach the guy I was talking about uh, he's the Michigan state head coach um, I know y'all didn't think I was going to say Michigan y'all didn't think I was talking about uh, the Harborough nah, nah he got to prove even though Michigan is doing pretty good this year they got a lot to prove um, the guy I was talking about is Mel Tucker. I wouldn't mind to see him as a third option um, for, for for LSU. I, I settle for that. I settle for that. Um, but y'all, y'all, let me know in the comments who, who y'all would like to see coaching the LSU Tigers football team. That is, what candidates? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I would. I don't know what's going on with Coach O. I don't know that he he do that anyway. But I'd like to see Coach O stay on as some type of recruit. Man, Coach O be recruiting his butt off, man. You know what I'm saying? I would like to see Coach O like stay on at at the minimum as like some type of recruiter or or something with the team. You know what I'm saying? If that was possible, like I said, I still don't know the details on why Coach O be letting them go or, or they decided that. He decided to quit or whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, but I don't know the details. But I would, I would, I would like to see him stay on, be involved in some type of way. Man, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, to go check us out on Instagram at Deep Real Gridiron. You know what I'm saying? We on that thing. Y'all go show us some support. You know what I'm saying? Go follow us. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Also. Y'all go check us out wherever y'all listen to y'all pod or get y'all podcast. You know what I'm saying? We on that thing. Like I always say, you know what I'm saying? We ain't local, we national, we global, baby. You know what I'm saying? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Anchor. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably don't even know the rest of the thing, but I, but I promise you, we on that stuff too. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be on the radio next. Y'all stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? But. First of all, I want to uh, also thank everybody that's been listening to our shows and supporting us and giving us feedback and all of that. I just want to say none of that goes unnoticed. We love y'all. We appreciate it. And uh, that's all I got. I'm Jay. You're listening to The Gridiron. I'll catch y'all boys next time.